0: Again, thanks for coming by today, and this is Elizabeth Spring at North Node Astrology and from NorthNodeAstrology.com, and today we're going to be talking about seducing soul wisdom forth within an astrology reading. So I hope you like it and um, get some insight and find it a little provocative and for you to study a little bit more, think a little bit more about some of the ideas here. And uh, so, off we go. So when I'm asked, is a good astrology reading based on the skill of the astrologer, or intuition, or synchronicity? I will often begin by talking about Carl Jung's theory of synchronicity, and I'm often running on how this intuitive art is grounded in Jung's concept that there can be a strong correlation between an inner and an outer event that isn't based on cause and effect. What many call coincidence is not what it seems. It often is synchronicity between an inner emotional state of mind and an outer event coming into alignment. And our greatest moment of synchronicity is the moment that your soul chose to be born. Uh, That's something to ponder. Hmm. Now, the main reason that people believe in astrology, as far as I can tell, is because They've seen that it just works. They've had a reading. Um, or sometimes you can <clears throat> imagine it just seems right for your your chart. But when you're, um, let's say you're in a class and you see uh, it being repeated over and over again or through doing readings as I do, well, it's just hard not to believe that there is something here. Now, most non-believers just won't give astrology a chance. They don't, give, they don't get their charts done, and they don't ask meaningful questions, such as, what is astrology really based on? Is it you know, science or intuition or, or what? And they don't really understand this concept of synchronicity and that the soul chooses the moment to be born, and that that moment of synchronicity sets the stage for um, almost, you know, the rest of your life. Uh, It is the basic blueprint, and then we go from there. Yet I can understand why um, people question things such as, when you get into uh, looking at the science of it, uh, what about if the procession of the equinoxes is true? Then isn't the Indian Vedic system more accurate than Western astrology in the predictive sense? And if the asteroids like Chiron are are archetypes, why not use them? What about this huge toolkit of resources that astrologers are privileged to use today? Well, I like to think that just as a carpenter will have his or her own reasons for using a particular tool for a given situation, we too need to have many tools for different people, different cultures, and different questions. We might want to say, unlike using an authoritative text such as the Bible, that astrologers have to intuitively choose which technique to use to draw for it the right response. That's part of the the intuition involved here. And that what is more important is that we should be trying less to prove a point than really to inquire into the client's truth. So my bias is that my best readings are not the ones in which I rely heavily on technique and prediction, but simply when the metaphors I use allow the client to see deeply into their life. I know that this is happening when they start looking at the question behind the question that they presented initially, and when the particulars of the client's experience match strongly with the symbolic description of the transits and the progressions and the nodal story, then there's a feeling of rightness and resonance. And then the technique becomes secondary to the client's need at the moment. So what I'd like to suggest is this. Isn't it the creation of the sacred moment that counts the most, creating the sacred temenos in a reading? It's not something that we can just make happen, but we can ask for guidance before we start. That little prayer. And we can listen to our client more rather than reading our notes. We need to let them know that we really hear what they are asking. Repeat it back to them, say it in their own words, and ask them if you have it right. Because no matter how good we may be astrologically, we are essentially being an oracle or a go-between for the client and what they see as higher wisdom. So it's more important to say we understand in plain English, rather than to extrapolate on how hard it can be when Pluto conjuncts the sun. We say that too and link their story with the larger story of the astrological world. And it's when we feel that resonance between the client story and the larger symbolic story that insight happens. So, uh, you know, today I'm taking this material out of a book that I wrote called Lifting the Veil, Becoming Your Own Best Astrologer. And I'm going to continue more with some other things to, uh, to ponder. Now, what about the uh, self-confirmation, the reassurance, and sometimes the reenchantment with the mystery of one's life that can happen after a reading? Isn't that most important? I think so. So perhaps it's not only you using, let's say, a system like the tropical placidus evolutionary technique or the Vedic school technique, as much as it is the dialogue that happens between you and your client. And yet, all each person can do is to simply say what they see and feel and let the reading progress as it will. You can't make things happen. You just speak your truth and see what happens. Ideally, the symbols and the metaphors should remind you of what you already know to be true. And the thrust of the entire reading is to remind, reflect, and reimagine all that is possible, keeping aware of what my friend and fellow astrologer Greg Bogart likes to say. Astrology is the positive contemplation of change. Astrology is the positive contemplation of change. Mm. And if we ultimately want to empower ourselves and our clients to make the wisest choices possible given the situation, what's the one thing we need to do in the brief hour or so that we have with them? Is it the proficiency and uniqueness of our Calculations or how we arrive at our speculations? I don't think so. I'd like to propose that one of the most valuable things that we can give ourselves or our clients after each description of a node or a transit is a little science, silence. There needs to be reflection. It might only be a moment, but if there's been a clear mirroring of the Situation and an overview of the astrological weather forecast, then we need a moment in which to let the inner oracle speak. Hmm. Now, one could make a case that most of the people who come for readings already know the answer that they're searching for, and they primarily want reassurance. And even for those who think, that they don't know, we still owe it to them to stop talking and to listen, to hear what they are understanding. Ask them what they have seen or heard, and ask yourself the same. Give them a chance to answer their questions. In the few cases where the client cannot uh, easily think symbolically or follow a particular line of thought, I've sometimes said, well, if this was my chart, I might think, and then paraphrase and pause and say, well, what do you think of that? And then listen to hear if they've understood the, the gist of the symbolism and the challenge of their freedom of choice. Hmm. Now, silence, a moment to pause The long hmm at the end of a sentence. Such a simple technique, yet profound. In every consulting hour, I suspect that there will be a few synchronistic moments of aha, when there's been an accurate mirroring of what's happening. Excuse me. Isn't that what we're looking for? When some piece of the client's truth and the astrologer's wisdom rise up to a little epiphany together. Ah, that is then when the felt moment of meaningfulness happens that makes all considerations of proof of technique secondary. And so I offer you the idea that the technique that brings this about is already embedded in most psychological and spiritual systems, the idea of silence and reflection. Perhaps that is our only safeguard in truth-seeking, not forcing a prediction or planetary spin on what is happening, but honoring instead the idea that we are acting as instruments of the divine. We are trying to seduce their soul wisdom forth and present to them whatever combinations of symbolism will be most evocative. But then let's allow them a moment to swallow, to digest, and to truly ponder their chart. I believe they will take what they need when we make it simple, clear, and in the language that is understandable. And in that moment of silence, of pausing, we give a chance for the spirit to enter, for what the Jungians call the numinous moment, when you or your client looks at the chart, and sees the answers projected there upon the clear sky of the heavens above and the gods within. Hmm. Okay, I think I'm going to stop there for today. And if you are interested in finding out about a reading or um, just finding out about this book that I've been um, using uh, today, Um, take a look at northnodeastrology.com. Thanks for stopping by today and hope you've found a little insight here for yourself. Bye-bye.